Welcome to Mountain Grace, the weekly sermon from me, John White, priest at St. Luke's Episcopal Church in Camillus, New York. This week we're celebrating the feast of the presentation of our Lord at the temple, and we're looking at how we might see God at work in the world around us. This is the Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Luke. When the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, the parents of Jesus brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male shall be designated as holy to the Lord. And they offered a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit rested on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And the child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother Mary, This child is destined for the falling and the rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be opposed, so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age, having lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, then as a widow to the age of eighty-four. She never left the temple, but worshipped there with fasting and prayer night and day. At that moment she came and began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had finished everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. The Gospel of the Lord.
Please be seated. Like most people, my, most men my age anyway, as I was turning 16, I was especially looking forward to being able to drive. And I was so excited. In fact, I was so excited that I had already owned a car for like six months before I could drive, so I would be ready on the day. My first car was a 1968 Dodge Charger, which if you're not familiar, it's the same as car that the Dukes of Hazard had. Although actually they had a 69, but we're not going to go into that. At any rate, I was so excited, like probably many of you were when you got to that age. And in Indiana, where I grew up, you actually had to be 16 years, one month, and one day to get your driver's license. I don't know why, but that was the rule. And so I remember the day I left school early to go down to the DMV to get my driver's license. And I was pretty lucky because in those days, if you got an A in driver's ed, you didn't have to take the driving test from the state. They don't do that anymore, I don't, whatever. Anyway, I had passed driver's ed, I had an A, so I didn't have to take the driving test, or I had to take the written test which was pretty simple, to be honest. And I got my shiny new driver's license. I even still remember the number. My driver's license number was Z48201-4112, which is pretty remarkable because I can't even tell you my actual home phone number right now. But I still remember that I was so thrilled with getting that license. I had been looking forward to it for a long time. And I think all of us probably experience times in our life where we are longing and waiting and full of expectation of this thing that's coming in our lives. It could be something as simple as getting a driver's license. It may be our wedding or the birth of a child or, or the wedding of a child. I haven't got that far yet, but, but we all have things that we look forward to, that fill us with, with excitement and anticipation and longing. And when they are fulfilled, we are, are filled with joy. We are so excited to have this thing that we have waited for for so long come true. And that's the feeling that Simeon and Anna have in this story today from the Gospels, that we hear of Jesus' parents doing what they are supposed to do, following the law, traveling to Jerusalem, to the temple, and having their son, their firstborn son, dedicated to God in accordance with the law. And what's really remarkable about the story of Simeon and Anna is, is who Simeon and Anna are. They're nobody. They aren't the priests. They aren't the temple authorities. They're not the scribes. They're not the Pharisees. They're nobodies. They're just everyday people of faith. And what's remarkable is that when they go to fulfill their obligations under the law, nobody working in the temple, doing the rites of purification, and offering the sacrifices, recognizes Jesus for who he is. They're kind of so busy in fulfilling their ritual obligations that they've lost sight of God. They stopped seeing God at work in the world and they've become just bogged down in their fulfilling of their obligations. But Simeon and Anna, who are both presented as people of mature years, shall we say, who are people of deep and abiding faith, it is obvious to them 
that in the Christ child, God has acted in the world. And they celebrate it. And they announce it. And they share it with everybody in the temple to the point that it was probably a little embarrassing for their parents, who it says were amazed at these words. Now, i got to be honest with Joseph and Mary. They seem to not quite get what's going on, which is kind of surprising to me, right? Because we get in this story that they hear these words from the prophets Simeon and Anna, and they're sort of amazed at what they heard. Now, this is after an angel appeared to both of them to tell them about Jesus and what they're supposed to do, after wise men showed up with expensive gifts, and after the shepherds and the host of angels came. After all of that, and that was only like a couple of weeks ago, because Jesus is this little baby going to the temple. They're still amazed. They're still amazed that God is acting in the world around them. And I think for us, we have to ask ourselves, are we expecting God to act? Or has our faith life maybe become, oh, not as vibrant as it once was, not as alive as it could be? Or are we like Simeon and Anna, so deeply abiding in our faith that we see God at work all around us? Because the invitation of faith is to expect God to act. God acts in the world, and all we have to do is open our eyes to see it, to participate in it, to become partners in God's actions in the world. So do you see God acting in the world? Because God is. And I invite you to, to take up something in your life of faith if it's feeling dusty, if you're becoming like the temple authorities and just kind of going through the motions and haven't seen God in a while, to, to stop and look and listen. Because God is acting in your life. And if you're like Simeon and Anna and you see God at work all around you, I invite you to be like them and to share it with everyone you encounter maybe even to the point of embarrassment. Because it's of vital importance what God is doing in the world. And you, each of you, has a vital role in sharing that story and bringing about the kingdom of God, of expecting God to act and working with God in God's actions to bring about the kingdom that Jesus has shown us in his life and in his death, and in his resurrection. Expect God to act. Amen.